This is Clearly Christian with Dr. Cy Smith, bringing light and giving voice to our country's single greatest hope while moving the culture to God's design. Our mission, to increase the census of those who live and influence society from a biblical worldview. The time for Clearly Christian is now. Here is your host, Dr. Cy Smith. I'm Dr. Cy Smith, and this is Clearly Christian, a podcast about what it means to see the world from God's perspective and the impact that this has on training the next generation of students to live a life consistent with a biblical worldview. If you've been listening and you like what you hear, I hope you'll hit the subscribe button or leave a review. This lets others know that the show is worth checking out, it's worth listening to, and it certainly helps advance our cause and support our mission here of Christian education. So again, thank you for being here. Thank you for listening and thank you for subscribing. Today, I have an extra credit version of our show of the Clearly Christian Podcast that I want to share with you, which which is a deeper dive into our most recent conversation with OSIN Executive Director Troy McIntosh. And OSIN, OSIN stands for the Ohio Christian Education Network. And we talked about the connection between America's national education system and our local schools and the consequences that that brings with or for Christian families and their students. So we'll dive deeper into those chalkboard points uh, here today. For the full episode, you can always go to the website or the YouTube channel or wherever you receive those podcasts and just look for Troy McIntosh, and that will be your cue uh, to hit that episode and follow along. Okay, so now for some extra credit, let's dive into those chalkboard points. My first point is that there's a clear system in place that governs how we do education in this country. It's not bound by any objective truth that stands outside of human perspective, but it's directed by the will of the majority or those with power or influence or the funding, and they're going to direct again how education looks. Alan Pugh said it best, and he wrote this in a recent book. The flaw in the system was not the desire to provide a quality education to every child. Rather, it's the one-size-fits-all structure that became a tool in the hands of whoever held the greatest quality, or excuse me, the greatest control over the content of the current cultural worldview. That's a great way to say it, a tool that would be used in the hands. And that's exactly what's happening today and what education has become. Because we can see that in the unrelenting efforts in our schools to change our entire understanding of human sexuality. That's just one example of how it's become a tool to be used in the hands of those with power or influence or funding. So the question is not necessarily whether or not a child should read. We all get that. We understand that. The question is, what should they be reading and who will provide the guidance as they read? In a very real sense, children will learn the information and they'll learn the worldview that's presented in the classroom. That worldview is something they will carry with them the rest of their lives. That's how education provided by the government is designed to work. So again, there's a clear system in place. It's not bound by any objective truth, but rather the will of the majority or funding or power. And that directs how we do education in this country. To address the second point, local schools are not immune from the education system in place. Having more local control does not mean support for our conservative Christian worldview. The government has made it quite clear that faith has no place in the daily instruction in our, or the everyday instruction in our common schools. 
You know, often we'll hear Christian parents say that their local government school is a pretty safe place for their kids because there's a number of Christian teachers and employees that work there, especially in conservative communities in the Midwest. They seem to think that somehow having teachers that are Christian will help make their children immune from harmful ideas or negative uh, influences. But the reality is, the way education is set up in this country, groups of people with differing values compete on a national stage to determine what will be taught, even at the local levels. Christian teachers don't go rogue and just decide to present the Christian worldview as truth. This would cost them their job. The views of the majority or those with power or funds or influence will determine what education looks like, both nationally and locally. Again, local schools are not immune from this system. Point number three is it's time that we get serious about training a generation of young people that know God's word and who understand how to clearly live out God's word in our current cultural moment, and then who have the grace and the courage to act on what they know to be true. You know, parents often think that teachers simply present information. And if that information contains values, then it's the parents' responsibility to help their children see the best way to use that information at home or in their everyday lives. But every teacher knows, Christian or not, that kids need more than just information in order to understand something. And information alone just doesn't change behavior. Yet all of education is designed to change behavior. And education that doesn't change behavior is actually pretty useless. So contrary to what's often said, educators are teaching your child not just how to think, but teaching them what to think. They are teaching a worldview whether they're realizing it or not, and most students carry this forward the rest of their lives. This isn't by accident. This is how the education system is designed to work. Again, it's time that we get serious about training a generation of young people who know God's word. They can live it out, and they have the courage to do so every day of their lives. Okay, so now the notes are on the board, and now that you know more, hopefully you can do more, and you can think differently, and you can also act differently, and you can say no more when you must. Well, thank you again for joining me today on Clearly Christian Podcast. I hope that you have enjoyed what you have heard. And for more on this topic, you can go ahead and subscribe, leave a review, or make contact with me, and you won't miss a thing. If you'd like to learn more, you can do so through the clearlychristianeducation.com website. And love to hear from you there and love for it to have you follow along. Remember, the only way to turn Uh, things around in our country is to increase the number of people who live and operate or hold a biblical worldview. And the greatest hope to get there is indeed Christian education. Again, we'll see you next time on Clearly Christian. And thank you again for being a part of our time today. Thank you for listening to the Clearly Christian podcast with Dr. Seismith. Hear more episodes at clearlychristianeducation.com. If you'd like more information about Christian education in your neighborhood, or if you're interested in education opportunities at Mansfield Christian School, or if you agree with Dr. Smith and want to help him in his mission to influence and awaken Christian America, you can send Dr. Smith an email through the clearlychristianeducation.com website. Message him on the Clearly Christian LinkedIn or Facebook page, or call the Clearly Christian Connect line at 419-756-5651. This has been the Clearly Christian Podcast with Dr. Cy Smith on clearlychristianeducation.com. Brought to you in conjunction with Mansfield Christian School. A Brian Media Production.